kick it? Hey, hey, hey. This is the podcast I Still Love Her. It's your girl, Anna. <laughs> it's your boy, Mark. <laughs> We're two homies catching up, talking about hip hop. And we have a great episode for everybody today. So we're in the month of February. That's right. That's right. Mm. Hey, happy Black History Month, y'all. Happy Lunar Mm -hmm. New Year and happy Valentine's Day. And it's on that last thought that we're going to be drawing our theme for today's episode. We will be talking about romantic collaborations in hip hop. So we're leaning in on the Hallmark holiday. We actually, (laughs) we were... We were contacted by Hallmark. They they saw our listener numbers and they said, wow, we could probably get this for a really cheap price. They don't really have that many <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Got to scoop these guys up. But, um, you know, so because of that, I, I'm probably, I think I'm obligated to introduce different Hallmark statements or like uh, card lines. Oh, yeah. The episode. But it'll be, it'll, yeah. it'll be seamless. Don't worry about it. All right. Like, all right. Um, yeah. It'll, it'll, our, yeah. It'll pop in every now and then. You know, it's just, uh, you know, love for all, all for love, Hallmark. And so today we're talking about collabs. We're talking love. We're talking hip hop, love and hip hop, Cardi. And <laughs> was, that a, was that a Hallmark <laughs> phrase you just brought in there? That's a card that I'm trying to get. Yeah. Okay. Uh, got it. Yeah. yeah. But it'll be that so they love, love and it will be like ha- the love and hip hop section of Hallmark. Yes. Yeah. That's a new section, actually. Um, and within that section calls, so. are the Cardi cards. Just, they're just Cardi. called Cardis, actually. <laughs> and so um, what are we talking about today? You know, love is universal and music is universal. And so when hip hop and love come together, it's it's cool because you have a, I think, it's different than other styles of music in that you have a lot of room for creative expression especially in lyrics with with hip-hop and you'll see in some of the songs that we're going to talk about there is a range of topics that get covered in hip-hop specifically so you can have the maybe more poetic and profound go all the way to the more let's say explicit or Mm. dirty dirty (laughs) and we're going to be talking about a few of our favorite examples of that today. So here's how we're going to structure this. We have some songs that both Anna and I would, I'd say that these are favorites from the early 2000s or, and the aughts, you know, the songs that we grew up with, songs mm-hmm. that we love, that we know well. And when we were planning this episode, I think we, we stumbled upon, there's a bit of a theme that we can recognize. There's a pattern that we can see emerge from these songs that we like. And when when you go to more recent songs, you know, like after 2010, let's say, there seems to be something a bit of a shift. Hmm. And so mm-hmm. we'll be we'll be talking about those different things today. How does that sound? Yo, it sounds good with me. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. So so let's let's characterize like mm-hmm. let's characterize the songs that we grew up with with um with a song that I feel like you talk about a lot, Mark. Um, I know that uh, we both connect along our appreciation for the roots. 
Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think uh, a hip hop duo that really stands out to us is, uh, or maybe it's a trio, because I think you pointed out to me something I did not know is that in You Got Me, it's the roots, Erica Badu and Eve as one yeah. of the rappers of of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it won the Grammy in 2000, I think, for the best hip hop duo or like collab with the roots and Erica Badu. Oddly enough, it's Eve's verse on it, Eve of Destruction, but she's not credited on the song at all. It's kind of Yeah, kind of strange. And her verse is good. Let's let's give it a listen. fact about that song is kind of interesting is originally written by the roots with jill scott and ah right 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 yeah and then i don't know what happened but there is a version out there that you can hear with jill scott singing the hook Mm. it's good i I love jill scott's voice but for some reason it went to erica badu yeah i feel like we should have another hip-hop episode about that where it's just like with the original album release there will be one artist Mm -hmm. But then mm-hmm. with when it's uh, with a more largely publicized single, they choose to go with another artist instead. Maybe it's just a represented representation of who's popular at the time and who is the most marketable. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, that, that probably is part of it. Hmm. Jill Scott's hella marketable, though. That's I agree. But I mean, I guess I do love Erica Badu. So, I'm, you know, I can't take back what I love about this song. No, no. And so. <laughs> What do we like? What do we hear in this song? I would say that it's about it's about trust. And when I first started thinking about doing this song for this episode, I thought it was I thought it was mostly about trust in and sharing it between two people and the importance of having an unconditional trust or support for each other as you're as you're developing a new relationship. But when you look at the lyrics a little bit more closely, it's it's not as clear as that. Mm. So you've got the first verse, and you've got Black Thought talking, and, you know, let me look at the lyrics right here. So he's basically, he's describing a lifestyle that he has as a touring artist. And, you know, I don't have time to have conventional relationships or really strong relationships with the people because I'm constantly overseas on tour and then i met you and we connected 
you're back in Philly and I feel something real here, but I'm not sure if, if I can, if I can give you everything you need. And if this is good, Mm. you know, if this is a good, if this is a good idea. And then Eve's verse is really about, yes, this is worth it. Don't get caught up in thoughts about not being able to trust me or, or being suspicious of me just because we're long distance. Like, actually trust me because what we have is real and good mm-hmm. and and that's that's what i remembered most about the song just sort of like that initial back and forth of like black thoughts a little bit of a, his hesitation a little bit and you know he's kind of being like the swaggy dude like oh i'm 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 touring i'm always on the road i gotta leave in the middle of the night sometimes to catch a flight and she's like that's okay you know i've got shit of my own i've got classes you know i'm studying photography but what we have is good and real and then the third verse I just kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. It's it's Black Thought again, and it's just kind of pessimistic. He's his his lines are like that snake could be that chicken, that rat mm-hmm. could be that cool cat that's whispering she trying to play you for the fool black. If something's on your chest and let it be known, see I'm not you every five minutes all on the phone. And it's it's just about he's he talks about how relationships become all consuming and or how people get in a crazed state because other people are in their ear saying you know you can't trust that person or it it just completely takes over and or somebody's feeding them rumors and it's almost like eve is you know her her verse her attempts to assuage his fears about being in a relationship kind of fall on deaf ears it's it's just kind of weird like that's the third verse it's basically like black thought being like yeah, well, I hear what you're saying, but also relationships don't work out sometimes, and like some people get all caught up in them, and mm. mm-hmm. it's just kind of, I don't know. I, I it's not as pretty of a song as I remember it being, to be honest right. with you. Right, 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 <laughs> exactly. Like growing up, I was just, I was just, you know, hooked on to Erica's beautiful voice, and it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you got me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess like as you're as you're analyzing this aloud with me. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, maybe it's the maybe I wonder if like the larger theme, while it was about trust, at least what we understood more explicitly when we were younger growing up with this song. But now it's yeah. like this is it's about the pervasive distrust that exists in um, in relationships. And it, it and I feel like it's very general, right? It doesn't have to be yeah. in hip hop relationships or in certain cultures like black culture. It's it's you know, it's just that you always have this pervasive thought that if you are on the go um Mm -hmm. and you got somebody at home and you got people all in your ear there's always distrust just kind of looming Mm -hmm. in the air of your relationship Mm -hmm. and and that will naturally be the drama of it unless the the conditions of relationship changes right and there's a there's a vulnerability that is attached to these discussions about trust you know and, and are you are you willing to let yourself be vulnerable to another person mm-hmm. in, in a romantic relationship. And, and that that's what can breed distrust. You know, do you, or if you don't have that trust as a foundation or you don't earn it or whatever, mm-hmm. that can lead to what Black Thought is talking about mm. and, you know, suspicion and things like that. Not necessarily groundbreaking as, in terms of like that, that as a thought, like that makes a lot of sense. I feel like you could find that in a lot of music. But I guess what sticks out to me about this is that 
I love the hook in this song and I love black thought. Like Erica's Erica's chorus is very catchy, but it's, it's soothing. It's not like, it's not what I would call an earworm. We're going to talk about a song later that I think is an earworm, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I love the song and I've always kind of, I've always kind of envisioned it as like just this cool little back and forth between, you know, black thought and Eve about, being willing to trust another, but it, it's not, it's not like that. It's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit dirtier than that. It's a little bit more complex than that. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's, it's not what I remembered it to be exactly, I guess is my point. Right. Yeah. I think, I think we're starting to scratch at the surface of this gender imbalance of, mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you know, the male and female voice within a hip hop duo. Like I think, um, like you, I, I perceive this yeah. to be a romantic song, but then in digging deeper into the song, there's this, you know, the the voice that is prevalent here is the the male thought, protagonist's yeah. voice around his uh, distrust around the female mm-hmm. um, supporting uh, supporting players, and mm-hmm. and I think you know that kind of. Uh, lends into some other songs that I feel were also prevalent in our in our uh, life growing up with hip hop. Um, I'm thinking about man. I just remember the first time I heard Ja Rule. I was just like, is, "This isn't DMX. He's kind of <laughs> sounds like DMX, but he's not." But yeah, Ja Rule and um, and Ashanti is always on time. Um, and and while this is not necessarily a song about distrust. Baby. <laughs> a song (laughs) Kermit is that you Uh, (laughs) (laughs) my dude dude looks like Kermit though I mean just if if Kermit were a rapper uh, yeah I can see that that's the first time I've heard that actually really (laughs) (laughs) looks like Kermit uh, but in the face, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so we got we got his. Uh, I would say this is like the breakout song with like him and Ashanti, always on time. And let's play it for a little bit to to check it out. So I can definitely say that when I was dancing to this or listening to this in our middle school dances, I did not hear the explicit version that I'm that we're hearing today. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I would say that, you know, it's just like, again, the hook is really nice. It's like easy to sing to. But then when it's you so dive catchy, into yeah. the lyrics, it's really about like a dude playing a girl and him trying to convince her that he, that you know it's all good as long as i as long as i give you some good love in it's all good right i could do what i want to do i could live my own mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. but as long as i show up at your place and you know and we smash we're all good right it's like 
it, and it's super prevalent in this first verse where he's <laughs> if I were to like uh, if I were to speak in a very therapizing version of this it's like he is dismissing and invalidating her worries and her emotions mm-hmm. um, because again I feel like he's like he's trying to hide shit and he's, Such a player. and he's trying to like be in a position where like as long as I'm here I'm not always on time but as long as I'm here uh, but in this in this first verse he goes um. Uh, come on and get a piece of this late night lover. You know the one that swing dick like no other shit. I know I got a lot of things I need to explain, <laughs> but baby, you know the name. And love is about pain. So stop. Love is about pain. Stop the complaints and drop the order restraints. Really? Ooh, I didn't catch that. Oh my god, that is horrible. So <laughs> so let me let me let me rationalize. Drop the order restraints. Yeah. Let me let me rationalize the um. The way that I might emotionally abuse you uh, with physical, physical love. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like getting so pissed off talking about this song. <laughs> and I've Stop never been pissed off listening to the song. Uh, but yeah, like that's like that's like a common experience in relationships. Just like, oh, yeah. Like, hey, what's going on with you and your boo? Like, oh, yeah. Just another restraining order. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Like, I, don't oh, shit. I hate. I hate it when. I hate it when my partner does that. Yeah, it's fucking shitty. Yeah. Yeah. You guys will get through it though. Like she'll drop the complaints eventually. Let's do yeah, it. Let's normalize <laughs> it. And you know, I, I guess I'm also kind of reflecting. Like I wonder. And this is probably something I need to look into, like outside of this episode. But like, I wonder, like how early women were brought into, like into hip hop. And I just feel like because mm-hmm. it feels very very much so like nascent stages in which you know women were brought into you got me with the roots and always on time Mm -hmm. with ashanti like i just feel like they still kind of fit into this role of what is perceived as a more patriarchy uh, or patriarchal realm Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. a realm that you know men have dominated uh, given their you know their um early pioneering in hip-hop yeah i agree with you and with these two songs even though they are by what I would say are two very different artists in that I, I put the roots at a different level artistically than, (laughs) (laughs) than Ja Rule. Where's Ja? Come on. Where's Ja? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shout out to James Chappelle. But um, I mean, I don't know if the roots could ever have the vision that Ja has, you know, to be a hip hop mogul and to, combine talents with a young tech entrepreneur to try and create the greatest <laughs> festival um, known in, 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 in history. You know, supermodels, private island, cheese sandwiches. <laughs> and what was that documentary called again? That, that reveal? The Fire Festival? Fire Festival. The Fire Festival. Oh my God, yeah. Ja. Come on, Ja. It's pretty great if you're, I mean... If all you're interested in is some good footage of Jaw, that both those documentaries have plenty of it because it's a lot of Jaw smiling, taking shots on camera with Billy McFarland, I think is his name, the guy who, the grifter who tried to do the fire festival. It's just like, hey Billy, what do I always say we're gonna do? <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna party like rock stars and fuck like porn stars. Isn't that right, Billy? It's just like, oh my God. You see like seven times that in that movie. Is he Anyways. is he still like half naked with the pain is love tattoo oh, yeah. running oh, along yeah. his peck? 
it looks good actually oh, okay okay <laughs> <laughs> no, what i was gonna say is like two very different artists but in the roots own way the song is so is completely focused on black thought it's it's all about mm. trying to address the the feelings that he has about the relationship and eve's verse is like hey calm the fuck down like live a little yeah <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then in this one as well it's like it's all about jaw getting his you know and like the the roles are still very well defined for the for the female artists mm-hmm. in both those songs right like, not a lot of wiggle room <laughs> right exactly it's just like i'm just gonna like you know what whatever you're saying i'm gonna support you ashanti's yeah. saying you're not always there when you call but sh- or she's I guess I would say I don't know if she's personifying his, personifying his voice. I feel like she is. Yeah, I right. She's she personifying is. his voice by saying, "I'm not always there when you call, but I'm always on time." And it's just like mm-hmm. now that I'm now that you're pre- now that I as the man am present, just know that yeah. I'm here. I'm here. But I uh, feel like I feel like this song, you know, Ja tried to sing the the chorus on it too, and then they're just like, oh, no. <laughs> Now, let's go with Ashanti, but then he finally got his chance on Mesmerized to really belt it out. <laughs> yeah, we ain't, we ain't gonna go there. We ain't gonna go there. But, um, <laughs> but I, you know, another another hip hop uh, hip hop duo that stands out to me around the same time is um, I don't I don't know if you remember this one. It's called uh, "Can't Let You Go" by Fabulous and Lil Mo. And I think there was another tertiary um, R and B artist on there as well that I. Can't quite remember the name too, but let's check that one out. Baby girl, you know my situation, and sometimes I know you get impatient, but you don't put on a show to get ovations. Take it to court and go through litigations, and I respect your gangster. Treat you like a princess and put some on your neck to thank you. She's my pinch hitter. When it's starting line up ain't playing right, I come off the bench with her. It might sound like I'm gassing you, but it takes time to get from the backseat to the passenger. We've been creeping and sneaking just to keep it from leaking. We so deep in our freaking that we don't sleep on the weekend. Wifey's a little bit uptight. Wonder why I keep coming home in the middle of the night. It'll be alright. If y'all bump heads, it'll be a fight. What I said, it'll be alright. Come on. I really wanna be with you. Wanna be real with you. Get out of pocket, so I made sure canary sit out your locket to protect you. I get out and cock it, and you know the barrel of my gun is big enough to spit out a rocket. Oh, you gon' play dumb if pops do come through. I gotta keep the top up if my drop do come through. But I know the boutiques and shops you run through, so I cop for one and cop you one too. You always get a daily page, weekly ring. Plus, you ain't too shy to do them freaky things. I ain't gotta put a band on your finger. I worry about you telling the whole world I'm your man while I'm Springer. At first, you was something I denied. Something I would slide just to do something in the ride. But surely it's something you provide. Cause the entree ain't as good without something on the side, you know. They really wanna be with you. Be with you. Wanna be real with you. Wow. I wish I wish the audience could watch me watch Mark listen to this song because Mark, I think you told me that you hadn't 
either. You don't remember no, listening to this I don't song, remember this one. But just like watching you shake your head and widen your <laughs> eyes every time, every time there's a lyric that you disagree with. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my god! But anyways, it's oh, it's so it's Mike Shorey, Mike Shorey, and is it? And oh my gosh, I thought I forgot that little Mo is like barely on the chorus. It's mostly the dude, but she's I think she like has the bridge verse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, oh man, what's not wrong with this song? Uh, <laughs> I uh, if I could just speak to a sore point of the song, I think this is like, I think I this song came out around the time that. I was in one of my long-term relationships in high school, but I think the way that this relationship started was that my uh, my boyfriend at the time had liked me, me and some other girl, and then there was oh. the, I, he ended up going with me. But I feel like there was always like hell yeah this this uh, you know this idea that there is somebody else out there that is of interest. And so this Ooh, song came out, okay. and I felt like this this song just really felt like wow. And he was like always playing it. Yeah, he was right. Just like, hey, Anna, listen to this song. I really yeah, love this yeah. song. Yeah, you you're like the this pinch song? hitter. You're the pinch hitter. Um, but man, what's the, what's that called? I, I just feel like can we just highlight that one line because I feel like that line was so popular at the time uh, because the, the entire uh, the entree isn't good without something on the side. On the side, you know. Whew. The entree ain't as good without something on the side. Mm. And then you were you were cringing when uh, he was talking about litigations. <laughs> well, like, yeah, like, like we were just talking about how common it is to get a restraining order in in an early relationship between two people. And like the the fourth line of this song is like, you don't you don't put on a show to get ovations, take it to court, and go through litigations. It's like, wait, what? Why are we always in court? Like, what's going on? Here? <laughs> What's going on in the odds? Man, relationships. Also, these songs sound super similar. Mm. Like the music are, is really, really similar sounding to me. And like also the the rhythm guitar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just like that as like a 2000 style yeah, thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't know. I'd be interested <laughs> to see if they have the same producer or somebody. Um, but I mean, the lyrics are super obvious. We don't got to go into them. But I feel like this kind of, <laughs> it, it feeds into this theme, right? That like... Uh, even in a situation in which you are in a relationship, now this this uh, male protagonist is um, singing about his side piece, um, mm-hmm. and he's uh, you know I think he's speaking a little. Can we say he's speaking more sensitively than Jaw Rule was to the extent that he does feel like he he actually has uh, a connection to these two people that he's in that he's feeling i wouldn't say in love with but he's he's feeling yeah i, I think yeah you know there's i think he's i think he's expressing himself a little bit better than than jaw did <laughs> you know it's a little bit more nuanced not to say that jaw isn't an incredible rapper and so i mean such a lyricist like <laughs> i mean again do you know anybody else who would have started the fire festival? I don't think so. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm glad Fab- uh, Fabulous's uh, rap career tapered out, and mm. uh, and he doesn't have to live in the limelight the way that Jaw Rule does now. Not a lot of people could handle it. I mean, that responsibility that Jaw bears for all of us like it's it's really impressive. <laughs> what about Jaw? <sighs> <laughs> but uh yeah so 
I feel like there was there was another song around this time mm-hmm. that was also about yeah. side pieces. Yes, yeah, and I think I think I know what you're talking about. And this was when I was referring to a song that we would get to later on as an earworm. Mm. This is what I was talking about, and I am of course speaking about Dilemma by Nelly and Kelly. Mm-hmm. Oh. Has that song that song's become repopularized for some reason, right? I, I can't remember why. Has it? Because I'm ready for it. He talks about hitting hitting her up on their on his two way, mm-hmm. and when he opens up his two way, it is a juxtaposed <laughs> Microsoft Excel sheet on top of a mm. one of those like what? <laughs> on top of those like uh, phones that used to slide. It's just out. a picture of an Excel sheet. <laughs> Please check it out. It is hilarious. It is it is poorly wow. juxtaposed. <laughs> wow, that editor fucked up. Or did they? Because so we funny. didn't notice until, you know. Or is it that Nelly just has like a spreadsheet of side pieces? He's like, all right, oh, here damn. we go. You know, that is, hey. Uh, it's like, got to put on this bandage for this one and this bandage for this one. Here we go. Secondly, I never, you know what? I always, I loved Nelly growing up, but it wasn't until... I heard him sing this like in a country style manner. I don't know. He did. He started singing, and then I was just like, I don't like this part of Nelly. But then I'd realized Nelly's always been a rapper singer, hasn't he? Mm-hmm, He's never mm-hmm. not yeah. been like, like his delivery has been more sing songy than like straight rap, which is crazy. Like I never recognized that until he sang a country song, and I was like, ooh, please don't do that. But I mean, yeah, like country grammar, like. It is rap, but it's it's more of a it's more of a sung delivery than just you know. Yeah, super unique. Anale, anale, mama, yeah, yeah. Yep. So this song, it's an earworm. I can't even I can't even imagine how many times I have sung this hook. Like 
even even like just through in a random moment a random conversation like i'll be talking to my partner or something and like some phrase will trigger a memory of this song i'll just be like you don't know what you're <laughs> like you know like no matter what i do all i think about is again for those of like, you for, for those of you who can't see what i see Please know that as soon as the song sang, or as soon as the song started, Mark started grooving. Like, this is his shit right here. Yeah, so here's the thing, is like, this song is so deeply ingrained in my musical memory. And as I was listening to it again, and enjoying it for preparation of this episode, I'm looking at the lyrics, and, okay, there are two two verses in this song and this song is five minutes long they repeat the chorus a hundred times no wonder it's an earworm it's just it just keeps going back to that chorus and it works really well i mean clearly it, it worked on me but i'm just like my god like there are nelly you kind of mailed it on this one two verses two verses and like didn't even give kelly a verse like she she really is just sings on the hook and I think that another reason why I liked this song was I always liked Kelly in Destiny's Child. I just always thought mm-hmm. she was, mm-hmm. she never got enough of a feature because Beyonce is just, you know, the star power. I feel you. She draws is, yep. it cannot be, it cannot be overcome. So I think I was, I was ready to like a song with Kelly on it. And I do like this song, but you know, this song, it's kind of like the other ones that we were looking at as well. I mean, first and foremost, this is just about cheating. The song is the song is about Nelly's side piece and I think how this fits in what a theme that we we're talking about with these earlier songs about it being focused on the man or the the rapper is that in this scenario it's Kelly is the one who actually stands to lose something in all of this she has a son and a partner mm. like right away right away like Nelly says that he's just like uh the finest thing that my hood done seen, but oh no, oh no, she got a man and a son though. <laughs> but, that's a, <laughs> like, but that's okay because I that's But that's okay because I just wait for my cue and listen, just play my position. But it's like Kelly is the one who is actually gonna lose something should this shit go awry. And the song is still just about like Nelly, like, yeah, like I got this sad piece. Like it's it's completely focused on him. And I don't know, it's just like it's something that this is what was, I guess, considered an acceptable way to, <laughs> to talk about these things. Or like, and it, it's it it also is like the this female artist that we're featuring on this song. She just has this very narrowly defined role, mm. you know. And mm-hmm. in, in, in this case, like even even though Eve has a verse on the Ruth song. I think we see it with Ashanti's and Ashanti's singing on Jaw Song and Kelly on this. It's just like it's really just if we're featuring a female artist as a romantic collaboration in hip hop, it's it's just sort of like a cookie cutter role that's that's cut out for them to sing. Mm. Mostly sing, mm-hmm. you know, or like a very narrowly defined set of parameters that, that they get to they get to be a part of. So what I'm hearing in summary of this uh, with regards to what we characterize mm-hmm. as the hip hop we grew up with, it consistently messages to us that uh, that we still live in a very um, patriarchal hip hop world. Mm-hmm. 
in which even mm-hmm. with women as supporting players, as a part of these duos, they are still yeah. in support of 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 their man, uh, mm-hmm. regardless of the conditions that they are placed in. Or the restraining orders <laughs> that they might have placed. And the, litiga- the, litigations. the litigations that they go through in court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, you know, if, you know, you've got a son and a man and... Nelly, like I said, you move on the block with Nelly. Regardless of the conditions, <laughs> the male rapper is still at the forefront. And I think at this point in time, we're still not, at least as a part of our prevalent experience growing up, we're still not experiencing um, a female rapper who's in the lead of a hip hop duo, um, which I think is right. what we see more of, well, kind of more of this nowadays. I agree. Yeah. And so if we if we mark if we mark this as like a, a jump off point, I think we can start to talk about some more recent music mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that we've been listening to. So I guess the first one that comes to mind I can go with is Love Again mm. by Run the Jewels, featuring Gangsta Boo. And this track came out in two thousand fourteen. I remember the first time I heard this, I was driving I was in a car with some friends. I think it was my buddy Mitch who was driving. And he was playing Around the Jewels. He's a big Around the Jewels fan. And this song came on. I was like, I didn't quite hear the hook right away. I didn't, I couldn't catch what the words were initially. And then I heard it. I was just like, oh my God, is that <laughs> is that what they're saying in this hook? Let's give it a listen. Yeah, what are they saying? <laughs> the suspense. Dear listener, just you wait. Reminiscing it all our time of innocence. When we drank that Hennessy, they don't let me venison. They fucked you in your kitchen it. Fucked you like we tussling. Do you fuck your husband? Like a y'all be tussling. Do you wear that muslin? Do you ask some pretty plea? Do you cross on hands and knees? Like you used to do for me. Oh, you such a dirty girl. The world won't let you be yourself. I won't accept nothing else. I be having none of that. You be taking all of this. Pleasure come from punishment. Your threshold astonishing. I think I'm in love again. Found my perfect drug again. Feel better than heroin. You love my alpha arrogance. Two life crew to narrative. Narrative. Still got my dick in the mouth all day. She got that dick in the mouth all day. She say that dick in the mouth all day. She says she one of my one of my dick in the mouth all day. Hey, I gave it that dick in the mouth all day. Story. I, I had a young player from the hood. Lick my pussy real good. Kept me stuck with lots of wood. Kept my bank account on swole. Sniff my pussy like a rose. Smoking on drove. Made a porn tape. That nigga is a pro. You ain't know he had a lot of bad bitches in his past. But I was the one who turned that boy into a motherfucking man. His tongue is bunk. Ain't he love for me to ride his face front to back. Real ness, stick your tongue up in my ass. 
So, yes, listener, you heard that. You heard that hook correctly. They are saying, "I put that dick in her mouth all day," and he want that clit in his mouth all day. I just feel <laughs> just like the, didn't come the first two verses can be so, or, or not verses. The first two lines of the verse, it could be like leading you into a different direction. So it's just like reminiscent on our time of innocence. Yeah, when we drank that Hennessy. <laughs> Ain't on lamb and venison. Ain't on lamb venison. And then. Bam. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, I was just thinking about it as we were listening to this song. Like, you know, it's about, it's about two people who are fucking and love fucking. And it's about like, you know, being with somebody who loves fucking as much as you do. And they're explicit in their descriptions of it. And I was thinking about how the beat in this song it's almost dizzying, you know, like the music in it. It's like almost like a, it gave me like sort of like a dizzying spinning feeling. And I was like, I wonder if that was intentional on their part. Mm. Cause it's like, you know, just, just like when you're with somebody like that or like when that's happening, it's just like all encompassing, like you're in, you're in a head tilt because of, of this. And I wonder if that was like a, an artistic choice on their part, but um, it kind of, it reminds me a little bit of, that song by Dre called Let's Get High off of The Chronic. And it's the one that starts out. It's like, all these bitches and all these mm-hmm. hoes. All these niggas and all these hoes to hear somebody here go fuck. All these niggas and all these hoes to hear somebody here go fuck. All these niggas and all these hoes to hear somebody here Yeah, that one. Because that one has... Because <laughs> that one's like pretty explicit. And it's about like fucking. But it also has a female rapper at the end of it as well. Mm-hmm. And, and she also gets to like, she gets a, a feature on it to like talk about what she likes too. And I think that one of the things that I found surprising about this song is that I guess Killer Mike gave an interview about it because they faced some backlash over its perceived misogyny. Hmm. And yeah, and number one, I mean, Gangsta Boo has a, an awesome verse on this song. She gets the last verse actually. And he in his interview he name drops the fact that like people around me grew up listening to like trina and like trina <laughs> as we covered on an earlier episode <laughs> yeah oh actually i don't think we did we release that did we not oh okay that's a lost episode yeah oh man. yeah well, i mean yeah they have that collabo look look back at me yeah look back at me and um <laughs> Killer Mike like talks about yeah I grew up around people that were like people around me grew up listening to to Trina and like she's unafraid to talk about this kind of shit mm-hmm. like she's very explicit about it and it's like to me this is not the idea that this could be perceived as misogynistic is laughable like this is about you know men and women both knowing themselves right and and loving sex and and having somebody else being with somebody that also loves it as much as you do mm-hmm. and also the hook is hilarious it's so funny to me. <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate Gangsta Boo's closing out. I mean, a closing mm-hmm. argument always is the best argument or the best opportunity yeah. to to essentially have that argument ruminate Last word, with the right? room. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, 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 I feel like I initially, when I first heard this song without getting to Gangsta Boo's verse, I was just like, mm, where is this going? Where is this going, LP and Kill a Mike? And then when she comes in, I was like, ah, I get it. <laughs> they, yeah, 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 it is. Um, yeah, it's about fucking and loving fucking. That's awesome. 
And like what I think separates this, and we'll see this in the other songs too, from the earlier ones that we covered is there's we have a feature artist now, and it's she's not just like singing the hook, mm-hmm. you know. Gangsta Boo has a verse. She came with a verse for this song, and not only does she get the creative freedom to do it, but she also, like you said, she gets the the last spot on the song, like last word. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this is the this is a a little bit different of a or something that we've noticed is like a difference between more recent music and the hip hop that we grew up with. Like it's a little bit more of equal footing for at least a female rapper mm-hmm. to to get in in the features that they get. Yeah, right on. Yeah, and I guess like for me, I mean this is probably this is not like one of those tracks that hits the radio because of how explicit it is, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So when we're thinking about more popularized hip hop duos of of mm-hmm. you know of the now, um, I'm thinking about uh, loyalty, Kendrick and Rihanna, and I feel like that kind of uh, speaks to like kind of this evolution of of the R and B vocalist contribution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but l- let's let's check it out, and I feel like. We could speak more yeah, more to the theme then. It's a secret society. Oh yes, it's true. All we got is My resume is real enough for two millenniums A better way to make a way is not defending them I meditate and moderate all of my wins again I'm hanging on the fence again I'm always on your mind I put my lyric and my lifeline on the line And it don't limit when I might shine, I might grind You rolling with it at the right time, right now Only for the dollar sign Bad girl, we be now Swear, 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 leave it now On your post, I can see the end Guess on the bitch, like it's premium Call ass on the bitch, all in the fast lane Been a bad bitch, with before any cash came I'm established, on a carrot, I'm a name Run the Atlas, I'm a natural, I'm a ray I'm a savage, I'm a asshole, I'm a king Shimmy out, shimmy out, shimmy out, right You can tell your nigga he can meet me outside You can babysit him when I leave him outside Ain't no other love like the one I know I done been down so long, lost hope I done came down so hard, I slow Honestly, if I have a holler, real nigga won't I said I'm coming who you loyal to Is it money, is it fame, is it weed, is it drink Is it coming down with the loud pipes in the rain Big chillin' only for the power in your name Tell me who you loyal to Is it love for the streets when the lights get dark Is it unconditional when the robbery don't stop Tell me when your loyalty is coming from the heart Tell me who you loyal to Do it start with your woman or your man Do it end with your family and friends Oh, you loyal to yourself in defense I said, tell me who you loyal to Is it anybody that you would lie for? Anybody you would slide for? Anybody you would die for? That's what I for. said, I'm geek and I'm fired up All I want tonight is just keep high All I want is, all I want is Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty no switching sides, feel something wrong. You you don't If I could just say two things I really like about this song, and I feel like you have some yeah. really great notes on this song. Um, one is like that part where it's like, no switching sides, feel something wrong. I feel just love wrong. how like their voices shift 
Like she takes mm-hmm. on this, uh, she's typically a soprano, but she takes on this like more alto voice. And as his voice shifts in contrast to hers, and it's just like this beautiful form of a like vocalist crossfade, if you will, where like it's mm-hmm. distorting, but also complimenting. Um, yeah, is he in the higher register? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Is, is yeah, it's, it's super dope. It's cool. And I think that's like what stood out to me the most of the song when I first listened to it as somebody who's like super sound forward. Um, something I also really appreciate about Kendrick and music videos is like, you're ever like with all those old school hip hop videos, it's always like the woman's like half naked and she's like just dancing all over her man. And she's just like, <laughs> yes. even in like the crazy in love Beyonce Jay-Z video, I'm like, Beyonce, what is you yeah. doing? Don't know. No, I don't know. I'm not about that. But like in this video, it's just like, it's just like two, two, you know, the male and the female in this like relationship who are you know, talking about loyalty and what that means. And they're like standing strong. I mean, yes, they're they're in different scenes in which like to follow me like a car and a crash, I think, right? But but it's just like mm-hmm. it, it's just them two standing strong and and they don't have to like kind of be all over each other to demonstrate that they have this right. strong relationship. Yeah. And I think that I think that gets at what I think is the what separates the song from the other ones is that so on this song, the first collab between Kendrick and Rihanna, I feel like it's broader as a romantic collab. It's broader than what we've been talking about in the earlier songs in that these questions that they ask about loyalty can both be asked in a romantic or or like a platonic sense, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't it's not strictly a romantic relationship that these two people are talking about, mm-hmm. but it can be. And the first verse for each of them. Not so. Another thing to to get at our earlier point as well is that this song has, I think, a pretty equal amount of verses for each of the artists, which I like, mm-hmm. as a as I'm a fan of both. And the first verses are mostly like showcases for each artist, like kind of you know, grandstanding and just you know, lyrics that the listener likes, and then. It's really the second verse for each of them where they start to get into like the deeper meanings of this question of loyalty. And they ask, they go through a list, you know, what is it, what is it that that you're loyal to? Is it, is it money? Is it fame? Is it weed? Is it drink? And they're both talking about loyalty and, and how you, how you measure it. And what sticks out to me is what I was trying to mention earlier is that those are things that you could ask of somebody both in a romantic relationship, but also like somebody who's very close mm. to you. you know, like how do you, how do you measure this loyalty? And, and you can ask it in a vulnerable way. If like, if you're in a romantic relationship or you can ask it in a differently vulnerable way, if it's like a close friend, you know, or like somebody, a business partner or something mm. like that. Like these are all, these are all things that, that get at the underlying question of, you know, trusting another person and like being willing to give yourself to another person but it's not necessarily about romantic love it's it can be interpreted in a different way and it's i also like that in a in a sense it's broader because it's not just kendrick (laughs) it's not just kendrick on on the verse talking about these things it's rihanna gets her own feature too Mm -hmm. and she Mm -hmm. asks the same she asks the same kinds of questions you know are are you who are you loyal to like do do i start with your woman or your man does it end with your family and friends like how how do you define loyalty to you, to yourself? You know, it's it's really really cool, right? Yeah, no, I I hadn't thought. I mean, 
I feel like I've listened to this song several times and I've tried to make meaning of it, but I love the framing that you're providing. It's not just about like a romantic love. It could be platonic. It could be something that's stated. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's a deeper dive into inquiry or it's invitation mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. dive into inquiry so you can check yourself around like, yeah, what are you loyal to? And yeah. whatever that is, yeah, stick to it. But other than that, I mean, other than that, it, it sounds like also they're also claiming that loyalty is important to them overall. Mm-hmm. And there's more. I think this is the first song that we've talked about on this on this episode, which talks about love, but not necessarily in a strictly romantic sense, mm-hmm. you know, or like, a, you know, like in our earlier songs, like side piece kind of way, like. Like I said, these are questions that you could ask a, a, a friend, a true friend, you know, these, these questions of loyalty are, are applicable, which is cool. It's, it's more multifaceted this than, than what we started with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most stuff. I think like something, you know, to just kind of think about like, again, the, the possibilities and opportunities for this newer age of hip hop that we're now experiencing. I think something Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, that I was discussing uh, with you prior to this is this idea that like, you know, like when we think about hip hop duos, we still think about like, first of all, like the, the male rapper as kind of that primary force. Um, Yeah. And I think uh, when I'm thinking about like, you know, the more recent examples and my partner brought this up as a great example, maybe, Maybe there's not as many hip hop duos because there's more um, there's more women that are taking their place, you know, um, claiming their um, claiming their space in the spotlight, saying like, you know, like, I don't need no man to like essentially uh, raise me up. Right. Like I I can Mm -hmm, do mm -hmm. well all by myself. I could do bad all by myself, right? And I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one of those one of those primary examples right now, I feel, is Megan the Stallion, right? Um, and I feel like yes, Megan this ah. <laughs> she is so dope. Um, and I feel like yeah, when when WAP came out, and I was like, Cardi's Cardi's catchy, but I feel like Megan Megan carries oh, herself Megan actually so well. Um, Megan's an actual lyricist. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no comparison yeah. between those. Cardi, two. Cardi's an earworm person, um, and I think like mm-hmm. Megan's like, like Cardi's fun. Yeah, she's fun. She's fun. She's fun. There's always a place for different types of rap, right? And I think Megan's just like she's fun and she's dynamic. And um, a song that stands out to me right now is "Cry Baby," even though it's it's very similar to maybe "Love Again," but I think here um, it's. It's her taking the primary role of being the lead artist. Lay on my stomach to the up, do the cry, baby. Look back, hold it open now, he annihilated. Moaning like a bitch when he hit this pussy. Damn, he probably wanna wear my hoodie. Choke me, spank me, look at me, thank me. If I give it to another nigga, he'll hate me. Spit, slurp, give him that word. Feel too fast for me, not a nigga hurt. Deeper, deeper, I need a reaper. Thought I was in trouble, how you tearing them cheeks up? Keep me a freak, who the flavor of the week? If I make up the rules, then I don't think she Jordan, Tommy, Timothy, Daniel, Mike, Lil Jonathan, bring in Sarah. Bitch trying to brag about taking my man. Ha, I needed me a nigga off my hands. Uh-uh. 
nah, don't mm. fuck me like mm. that. Fuck mm. me like this. Yeah. Uh. His friends and his dad hate me. Yeah. I broke his little heart, he'll cry, baby. Yeah. If I ain't let him hit the pussy by now, then that nigga lame if he's still waiting. Uh. I ain't even saved your number. Uh. So no, I can't reply to no text. Uh. I make him cry about the pussy. Uh. Probably why my shit's so wet. <laughs> Oh, that's such a good last line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so fun <laughs> fun thing I learned is that um, uh, I think there's a series like called like the Freshman uh, XXL. I, I might have those two uh, words like in the wrong order, but it's uh, it's it's this. Oh, it's like the freshman class of like these up and coming hip hop artists or rap artists who, you know, are just well recognized. And so they're asked is it like to, a VH1 show. They're, uh, I don't know. Or is it like a web series? Essentially, they engage in a cipher. And so these ciphers are available on YouTube. And so um, Megan Thee Stallion and The Baby are part of the same freshman class. And they are in the Ah, same cipher. Cool. And everybody else was just like bullshit. Like everybody else sucked. Mm -hmm. So like, um, so you can see that when Megan Thee Stallion gets up there and she fucking owns the mic, the baby is just like fucking impressed. Like he's looking at her. Um, and he's like, the one who closes out the freshman class cipher and he just, I don't know, he takes up a lot of time. Like it is what it is. But the, the little time that Megan the Stallion uses, like you could tell that yeah. uh, he's impressed by her and sh- he's, she's impressed by him. So I feel like you could tell that from this freshman class cipher, um, they're about to like collab, right? They're about to, cool. they're about to find ways to partner up. And so what I really love about this is like kind of similar to what we're noticing with Kendrick and Rihanna, we are seeing kind of this balancing out of their voices. Um, Meg, mm-hmm. Megan Stallion is the primary, um, I would say, artist of this song. Um, and and they both have their verses that are kind of equally split across the song where totally. you know, he's, he caters his message to the way he would say it and she caters her message to the way she would say it. Um, but yeah, I mean, very similar to Love Again. It's about like fucking... Uh, but what I love about it is just like it's it's like it's this message that if I don't if I don't give them what they want, they're a crybaby, and it's it's possibly a play on the baby's own name. The baby's baby. name, yeah. Um, That's pretty funny. But yeah, just yeah. like she just comes so hard on that that on her own verse that like you just I like when I listen to her, I forget that the baby is even featured because she. I was so just so that's damn that's so good. funny. That's so funny you mentioned that because like you named it, but like the way that I felt at the end of that song was just like, I I had forgotten about his verse completely. I was like, this is Megan's song. Yeah. You know, like even, I mean, it starts off with him and his verse isn't bad, but like the way that she takes over with her delivery and her one-liners, it it completely becomes Megan's song. It's really, mm-hmm. it's just like a, a switch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. For sure. Yeah. I, I feel like there's not much else to be said about this song, but I do feel like this is, this is what I, this is, this is what I hope for and aspire for for a lot of like, uh, you know, rap duos in the future that involve like men and women, or maybe even let's look at it more progressively if we want to talk about um, romantic rap duos, right? If mm-hmm. folks, uh, I don't know if there's going to be eventually a scene for like there to be queer love or uh, queer romance to be message, mm-hmm. but I do feel like yes, there is a bit of a more even playing field however it still doesn't feel equitable in terms of representation right uh but i feel like people like megan the stallion trina sweetie um 
uh, I mean, Lil' Kim growing up, Missy Elliott growing up, Eve, like, I just mm-hmm. feel like those women uh, stand out to me so much as, like, primary role models and pioneers in the hip-hop scene that, uh, like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to continue to hear their voices be represented in these spaces. I would also, I'd offer Lizzo, too, as somebody. Oh, shit, yeah, 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 for sure. Who's kind of at the forefront of that, even though she does, I think she switches between really awesome singing as well but she could rap and like yeah I, I agree i think that there's there's a a trend that we can see it's it's not equitable yet though it's mm-hmm. still there's still more to be done but like it's funny to look back at the songs that we grew up with and that we know really well with this lens of like oh it's it's still really <laughs> It's kind of stagnant, you know, in terms of like featuring female artists. Like it's not really, there's not a lot of room there, but now there is at least a little bit more and surprise it's, it's very good. Mm. (laughs) Well, that was awesome. Um, Why don't we wrap this ep up with a returning segment? What's on repeat for you this week? Oh yeah. 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 Um, I think in exploring hip hop duos, um, what I discovered is that like when I was trying to look for lead female artists, it was mostly lead female vocalists, Mm -hmm, um, -hmm. you know, who can also kind of do the rap thing and the, and the singing thing really well, like Lizzo. And one that really stood out to me that I, you know, have kept listening to is, um, slide by her and YG. (laughs) And just a preface, like YG's verse is just so out of, out of place like it is (laughs) it is so ridiculous like you just got her and she's just just talking about like being down to ride and just being down to roll around the bay you know it's cool and then you got yg talking about like i don't know just listen just listen to it i ain't gotta explain his shit (laughs) candy paint with the windows all black seats crème brulee what they gonna say with the top down screaming money anything we up till six in the morning when the sunrise will be on it Boy, I got five, you know it's all live Tell me when to go, baby, when we gon' slide Baby, when we gon' slide hey. Up all night, baby, when we gon' slide hey. Up all night, baby, when we gon' slide oh, Up all night, baby, when we gon' slide Four honey, I need a vacation I need my bitch in the apron. Booty all out cooking bacon. Orange juice and ace, so we drinking. I only come out when the stars out. I'm on a mission, but we far out. The city talking with a large mouth. Yeah, they after the boy like fall out. Four hundred. Drop it, give me fifty, girl. Drop it, give me fifty. Used to slide with me, cause you be tripping when you miss me. You gon' hold me close and on your neck gon' be a hickey. I ain't gotta do too much, I know what get you sticky. I ain't gotta know astrology, I know your vibe Skip the footplay, you don't let niggas fuck with your mind I ain't giving out apologies when I'm behind Fucking up the seats of the brand new ride Moving too fast Candy paint with the windows all black Seats creme brulee What they gon' say? With the top down screaming money anything We up till six in the morning When the sunrise will be on it Boy, I got five, you know it's all live Tell me when to go, baby, when we gon' slide Baby, when we gon' slide hey. Up all night, baby, when we gon' slide hey. Up all night, baby, when we gon' slide oh, Up all night, baby, when we gon'
on, man. What the fuck, YG? Her is on that empowerment tip. You gonna be talking about her being an apron? What about what is this? <laughs> drop and give me fifty, girl. Drop and give me fifty. Am I understanding that correctly? Is that a push up? <laughs> I don't know. Or like, this is a drop down because like she's so rich. Fours. She's gonna give him fifty dollar bills. I don't know. Uh, but like, just like what I appreciate about the music video again is that like I was just like, please, please don't show her in an apron, booty out, cooking bacon. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not her. It is. Whew. It is another um, music video honey out there. Um, <laughs> anyways uh yeah i like the vibe on that song yeah it's, it's cool it's super fun it's super fun how about you what's been on repeat for you uh so this one i'm doing something a little bit different i wanted to take a moment and talk to the listeners about the untimely passing of michael turner who was one half of people <laughs> under the stairs his mm-hmm. rap name is double k and this is a different style of what's on repeat for me because I was I was really saddened by the news. He was only I think 43 years old when he passed and you know there's I think it's it's common to to know that like with certain music that you know music has a power to or an ability to like kind of transport you back in time to when you first heard it. You know, that's like something that I love about music. And and so, you know, it's easy to think about different songs or different artists as the soundtrack to a certain part of your life. And for me, People Under the Stairs was like the soundtrack to my 20s. Mm-hmm. And their music is, is so important to me. And it still is. I, I mean, on our first episode of the show, I, I talked about People Under the Stairs and how much I love their music. And when I heard that he died, I was really just, you know, I was devastated. He's it's just so young and mm. they, they hung up their spurs in 2019 with their last album, sincerely the P. And I remember I, I waited to listen to that cause I, I felt, I felt sad about it because I knew it was going to be the last album. I love all their music and they've put out a ton of great music, you know, 12 albums over the course of like 20 years, but I waited to listen to that until like I was ready to kind of sit down and listen to it all in one sitting. And I, and it's a good album. It's, it's really good. It's a, it's a beautiful and fitting farewell to their careers. And when I heard he died, I, I couldn't listen to their music. It was, it was too raw for me emotionally. And I tried to one day and, and it, it just, it hurt too much. Like, and that's, I guess that's, that's how profound their music was for me and it still is, you know, to know that even though they retired and I, and I've enjoyed their music for so long, just to know that he died so early and you know, thinking about his family and, and his friends who I don't know at all, but I, I felt like I knew him through his music. Mm. And, and when I think about double K, I think about how captivating his, his delivery was and how he approached each verse with, just the perfect amount of energy. Like when his verse started, it instantly captures your attention. And, you know, it's the tone and the the way that he chose to wax poetic. And a lot of the times, like their music is very funny. They're, they're, I think that they, one of the constant themes throughout their music is like music that you can party to, music that you can have fun to. Like, you know, afternoon 
weekend barbecues and like hanging with your homies, you know, getting messed up when you want to and having fun. And with that though, Double K was more than willing to speak on much deeper topics, you know, unafraid to talk about the passage of time and responsibilities that everybody has and, um, and, and, and death too. And so I wanted to take a moment to pay respects to him on the show. And I'm hoping that as I wrap this up, I'm going to be able to start listening to their music again. And so for my what's on repeat, I want to play the last song on their album, Sincerely the P. And it's called The Sound of the Memory. Looking through the crates, you see what we made. All around the world, the key got played. Good and bad, Chris and Mike. You bumping while you and your lady having a fight. That's right, it happens, but the brothers keep rapping. Losing all the legends, man, it keeps happening. I miss the homie Rick. I miss my Uncle Lewis. He used to get the LA Times. Who we know is, I do this for the people who got no voice. I do this for the people who got no choice. Some have my mojo. I'm slow-mo, I'm Friday night, raw on the 13th. They say the cousin of death is sleep. That's why me and the homie keep beats in the street. Dreams, not memes, y'all. Keep following. Stay out your feelings. People no wallowing. Thank you for sharing that, Mark. I, I find it. Yeah. I, I, I haven't actually heard that song. Um, and it's very interesting to me for him to cite the loss of some legends and and us yeah right and us losing a legend most recently um yeah yeah no thank you thank you for sharing i i can hear the you know i can hear the pain in your voice and and how much this loss really ruminates um given your uh love of people under the stairs and an appreciation of both michael turner and um uh, and this one, I I can't remember his first uh, his real name. Uh, <laughs> it's, but it's I do. Chris Portugal. There you go, Chris Portugal hanging out in uh... in the Valle de Guadalupe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thank you for sharing, and I'm glad we we're able to remember him, and I, I hope to be able to dive back into their music as well. Of course, yeah. All right, homie. All right, man. Well, it's good. It's good uh, catching up, and I. Look forward to chatting with you again next month. All right. Peace, everybody. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Check it out. Five dog. Rock on. Rock on. Mac Miller. Rock on. Rock on. Charlie Murphy. Rock on. Rock on. Roger Nelson. Rock on. My brother Big L. Rock on. Jam Master J. Rock, rock, rock on. MCA, rock on. James Brown, rock on. And Gary Schneider, rock on. My brother Bigger B, rock on. Anthony Bourdain, rock on. My brother to Chef, rock on. Prodigy, my man, rock on. Into my man Sean Price, rock on. The homie Big Rick, rock on. My man Pete Money, rock on. Elijah Shaheen, rock on. DJ Rob Run. Rock on, it's DJ Dutch. Rock on, Miss Aretha Franklin. Rock on, humanity. Rock on, rock on, 
rocked on, everybody rocked on, everybody.